What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 22 of Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady, and this is the podcast where I, a thru-hiker and peak bagger and all-around hiking nerd, chat with other thru-hikers and other peak baggers and other all-around hiking nerds. Today, I am joined by the one and only IB Tat. Jeff Oliver is his real name. He hiked the Appalachian Trail this past summer. I was lucky enough to run into him and have the opportunity to hike around him for a couple days. I was also lucky enough, clearly, to get the chance to interview him for the show this week. So, IB Tat, when you hear this, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it, and I had a blast talking with you. Now, what do we talk about? For those of you listening, we cover a bunch of different stuff. We talk about his daily vlog that he did when he was through hiking the Appalachian Trail and, and why it did so well. We talk about his thru-hike of the Art Lobe Trail in North Carolina, a small trail in the mountains there that I really don't know that much about, so that was kind of cool. And we also talk about how IBTAT was able to avoid the burnout that many thru-hikers face towards the end of a long, grueling thru-hike. That was something that I really struggled with, so it was cool to get some insight on how he was able to keep a positive mindset. And those are just a couple of the things we talk about. We talk about a bunch of shit in this one. It was really, really cool, and we're going to get into it in just a second. Now, I have a feeling that I might be getting a decent amount of first-time listeners on this one, some fans of IBTAT who might not have heard of Trail Tales before, and if that's the case, welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back, and thank you for the support. I just want to say real quick that if you like the show, I would really, really appreciate it if you went and contacted me on Instagram or email to kind of let me know what you liked and maybe give me some advice as well or some suggestions. You can email me, trailtalespod at gmail.com. The handle on Instagram is at trailtalespod. I also have a Twitter, at trailtalespod. If you like this episode, if you like the show, I would really, really appreciate it if you helped me out real quick, hear me out just for a second, uh, by either reviewing the show on iTunes, that's a good way to help out the show, five-star reviews on there are sick, or an even better way is to simply just share this with a friend or a family member or loved one, somebody that might be interested in it. Maybe share it on your social media platforms, whether that's Instagram story or a Facebook post or just anything like that, a fucking tweet. That would be really, really cool. That's like the best way that people can find the show, something that I've been neglecting to talk about uh, in these introductions during past episodes. So please tell a friend, share it on social media, or do both if you want to be like a huge homie. That would be sick. The last thing I want to say real quick here is uh, those of you that are familiar with IBTet probably aren't going to be surprised by this at all, but the dude keeps it real, and part of that includes a decent amount of like swearing and cussing. And of course, I swear and cuss on the show normally anyways, but I feel like I kind of stepped it up a notch during this one because I mean I was talking to fucking IB tat like I'm, I'm gonna swear like I'm sorry I don't even know but yeah just be aware of that don't be listening to this out loud at work or with your kids or anything like that folks there's a lot of fucking swearing in this one I'm sorry I'm not really that sorry yeah so just keep that in mind okay let's do it episode number 22 of trail tales IB tat Appalachian Trail class of 2018 Episode number 22 of Trail Tales. I am joined by a very, very requested guest, Mr. Jeff Oliver, known as IBTAT on the trail and on YouTube. How's it going, man? Thank you so much for taking the time tonight. I really appreciate it. No worries, brother. Not know many people know me as Jeff Oliver. <laughs> but yeah. That's, that's your name, Thanks right? I didn't fuck that up, right? No, it's all good. That, that is my God-given name. Okay, beautiful. I, I thought for a second you meant I like fucked up your name. And I was like, oh, that's the best way to start this. No, I, I mean over the past <laughs> year I haven't heard the name Jeff very often. Is what I'm trying to get at. On trail, it's always IB Tat. So when somebody calls me Jeff here in town, it's like, what? Who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always like to get the the real names in there. It's kind of funny. Like some people are weird about trail names. Like honestly, I'm kind of weird about like trail names. Like I like my trail name is Narnar, and you know people call me that on the trail and stuff. But I don't know, like. A lot, of, honestly, I think it's because a lot of my friends like that don't hike that I kind of know back home like will call me Narnar to like make fun of me and we're like fucking dicking around or whatever. Well, so, I mean, I, I think I think the trail life should stay trail life and the town life should stay tra- town life. So yeah, yeah, I don't expect people to call me Ivy Tatter on town. That's fucking <laughs> weird. 
<laughs> that would be kind of fucking weird. But no, like I said, you were very highly requested. Sometimes I'll do like little polls on my Instagram and I think I've probably done it two or three times now in the past like month or so. And each time you've been like requested, I've, I've gotten a couple like private messages too from people being like, you got to get iBeats out on. And I was like, you know what? I met that motherfucker when we were hiking <laughs> at the end of the AT. So we got to make it happen. And you were nice enough to come on and take the time. So that is awesome. And I really appreciate that. So to start off the interview here, I kind of like to get a feel for how my guests learned about like through hiking and long distance backpacking. So why don't we start off with that? How did you learn about the AT and you know, what made you get interested in this whole through hiking, long distance backpacking thing? Well, I had known of the AT for quite some time. I was, I was the dude that got Bill Bryson got me hook, line and sinker. And I read a walk in the woods right when it came out. Oh, you're one of those people. Okay. okay. And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so I read the book a long time ago, but I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was a cool book, but I didn't think of, you know, I didn't put two and two together for long distance hiking. It was just one of those things. I always thought it was some, uh, you know, something ultra runners or, uh, you know, ultra athletes did. I didn't think normal people did it. Anyway, when I moved to North Carolina a few years ago, um, I started hiking around the AT because I'm real close to it. I'm within an hour of Max Patch, an hour of the Roan Highlands, and Virginia's pretty damn close too. So yeah, yeah. I started day hiking around uh, around here on the AT, and it was when I, I went up and took a day hike up on Max Patch. Actually, it was an overnighter, and I had met a couple of thru-hikers on that trip on top of Max Patch, and they started. I started drilling them with questions. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing up here? Like, well, we're walking to Maine. I'm like, holy shit, you're one of those people. <laughs> and then I saw them walk off Max Patch. I'm like, holy shit, they're walking to Maine. That's fucking badass. So I went home that night, and I'm like, that's it, man. I'm doing it. So then I started you know, researching the shit out of it, and uh, here I am. Hell yeah, man. So when did you like do that trip on Max Patch? Like, when did you kind of like get that idea of through hiking or actually what I'm trying to get at here is, you know, how much time was between when you kind of met those through hikers there and got that idea in your head. And when you yeah. actually set out to do it, it was two years, uh, after I got home from Max Patch, it was two years. So I started researching it and I was broke as a joke. I'm a line cook and I don't make dicks. So I'm like, well, I got to make this happen. How am I going to save up for a six month, month long vacation? So I ended up taking a second job and uh, worked two full-time jobs for a year and a half. So uh, it wasn't until then that I had enough money saved out where I could take six months off my life. So it was a good two years of planning and waiting to get on the AT. Right, right, right. But I mean, you made it work. You got to make sacrifices, man. I, I worked my ass off to get out there. So you, there's sacrifices have to be made. Whether or not you're a millionaire or a, a broke-ass line cook like me, you're making sacrifices one way or another to get on that trail for six months. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're on top of Max Patch. You meet these stinky ass through hikers, right? And this idea gets kind of planted in your head. Tell me why you actually wanted to do it, right? Because I feel like this is something I've said in, in to, to other guests before, but I feel like it's not really a natural reaction just to learn about this crazy like walk into Maine thing and then just be like, yep, I got to do that. And honestly, you'd be surprised or maybe you wouldn't be surprised, honestly, um, the amount of guests that tell me, like, as soon as I kind of learned about what the through hiking thing was, I knew I wanted to do it instantly. And so, so can you just kind of talk a little bit like about why exactly you wanted to do it? And I mean, people are drawn to the AT for different reasons. For me, it's the freedom. I mean, I, I hadn't up until that point, I decided to do the AT. I hadn't had a vacation in like 15 years. The last vacation I took was spring break in high school. And I just been working my ass off and drinking my ass off for 15 years. So I'm like, this is this is a shit is gonna put me in the grave. I need to stop and I need to take some time for myself. So I, you know, I've always been a rambler. I was a kid running away from home down the railroad tracks and all that shit. So I've been moving around basically for the past eight years or so, okay. constantly state to state. And it just made sense that I can, you know, do this and just live on trail for six months. It was just a natural progression, you know. Um, it, it's just being on a, the, the whole idea of living free on the trail and answering to nobody by yourself is just so goddamn appealing to me. Oh yeah. I couldn't pass that up. So once I got the idea stuck in my head, I'm stubborn as hell. I'm going to make it happen one way or another. And that's what I did. So now I'm hooked. Right, right. And you're going to be doing the PCT this upcoming year. We're going to talk about that, uh, later on in the episode. So I got, I got a lot of questions about that as well, but you know, I, I just, I just think that's so incredible. Cause like I said, most people would not, you know, hear about, maybe they'd hear about like a through hike, something like this and be like, oh, that's so amazing. Like, I wish I could do that or like hats off to the people that can do that. But 
I really feel like it takes a special kind of person to just be like, you know what? Like, I'm going to fucking like, I'm going to do that. And I, I know for me, it was a little bit less uh, instant, I guess. I kind of learned about like the whole long distance backpacking thing uh, a number of years ago. I was still in high school at the time and I was like, yeah. okay, you know, this is cool. Like, I'm going to do some section hikes and some 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 longer hikes kind of build it up. And, you know, after some of that, after probably a, like a couple hundred miles of, of doing the section hikes and overnights and stuff, that's kind of when I decided that I wanted to actually go for the AT someday. Um, how much, because I know you said you had, you had been up on Max Patch, so obviously you had some sort of hiking experience, backpacking experience before. Uh, what, like, what, what had you done as far as uh, that goes before you actually set out for your through hike? Well, my first extended, I mean, I grew up a deer hunter in Michigan, so I spent you know, tons of time in the woods by myself. Um, as far as the hiking thing goes, I didn't really get into that until I moved to Montana. Um, I was working as a guide up in Glacier National, or not Glacier National Park, but the Bob Marshall Wilderness up in yeah, Western yeah. Montana. And, um, I, you know, I was a greenhorn. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I, somehow <laughs> I became a guide and I was guiding people on horseback up these mountains and shit. So I would have some time off from that job from guiding. And I took a trip on the CDT and I did about 100 miles on the CDT when I lived out there. Oh, nice. And, um, so I had some experience with that, and, but it wasn't until I moved to North Carolina where I started getting on the AT and, and doing, you know, section hiking on that, doing Rowan Highlands, doing Grayson Highlands, you know, Max Patch, obviously, through Hot Springs. Yeah, yeah. Um, is when I really got hooked on backpacking. But um, it, it was when I was out in Montana where I got first got a taste of living in the wilderness by myself. Okay, okay, interesting. So if you had kind of been on the CDT, you know, up in the glacier area a little bit, I know you were living in North Carolina before you set out for your through hike, it sounds like, but why did you choose the AT over maybe like the CDT, since it sounds like you had done a decent amount out there as well? It was closer, <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, that's kind um, of what I figured. But. Yeah, it was just, it was in my backyard. Um, but, you know, I say that lightly, but the AT does feel like home. Like all those section hikes I did sitting in the own Highlands, Grayson Highlands, whatever, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee. It just feels like home out there to me. I feel that's where I'm happiest. So yeah, yeah. it was just natural that I could do the AT first. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of the same for me too, because I live in Vermont and AT is very close here as well. So I guess the, the main difference there would be that I haven't really hiked out West too much. I have done a little bit in Glacier, but that's the only place out West I've ever really even been, honestly. Um, yeah, and, and I wasn't backpacking either, so it was. A I mean, don't get me part. wrong. I am stoked to do the CDT, and I'll get there eventually. I, I miss Montana ever since I moved out of there. I want to go back, um, but you know, I, I know it's there, and I'll get there eventually. So yeah, Montana's gorgeous. Oh man, that glacier area is so cool. It, it was it's like unreal, being... untouched by man. Basically, it's 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 a picture postcard view everywhere you look. It's unbelievable. I was there for like five or six days. We just went up, and we. Uh, I think I might have. I think we might have talked about this actually uh, when we met each other uh, at the at the end of the AT this past year. But um, uh -huh. I had stayed at the Cut Bank Campground yep. in uh, Glacier, and then we just kind of went and did some day hikes for like the five days that we were there or whatever. And dude, like living in like the Northeast my entire life, and mostly only traveling up and down the East Coast. You know, being out there, it was like being on another fucking planet. Honestly. It's a whole different world out there. Oh, it's so crazy. <laughs> but you got a lucky on Verm up in Vermont. Vermont, Northern Vermont was one of my favorite sections on the AT. So oh, it's yeah, awesome. you got sure. some good hiking out there too. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make it on the Long Trail, dude. I'm telling you, like the section of the Long Trail that the AT isn't like coinciding with is like way better than the uh, AT section. Yeah, my buddy anyway, Growler. So. You know Growler? Did you meet Growler on the trail? I don't think so, no. Anyway, me and Growler were hiking around uh, each other for a while, and towards the end of the trail, we were both like, we don't want to get off this fucking thing yet, and he decided to go do the long trail right after the AT, and oh, he begged no me shit. to go do it with him, but I, I had my dog to get home to, or else I uh, would okay. okay. Yeah, I'll get out there and do the long trail eventually. Yeah, dude, absolutely. I mean, it's it's like, I mean, the Vermont section of the AT is awesome, like for sure, don't get me wrong, but... The northern section of the Long Trail is like a whole nother beast as well. It's like a lot of people compare it to the whites, honestly, which I don't know, at least the difficulty, you know, that you don't have quite as much like above tree line. It's nothing like the presidentials, but. No, you know, no, I've heard the same thing. Yeah, it's Southern it's Vermont sucks, but Northern Vermont's pretty damn awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty badass for sure. I'm sure you'll make it up here. I know you've got plenty of other trails that you got to get done. So miles to go before I sleep. Robert Frost, one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So I, I kind of have 
another question about like your whole AT through hike. So it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm going to do this crazy, crazy fucking 2000 mile hike or whatever. Like that's tough enough, but you committed to doing a vlog along the entire trail. You, if I'm not mistaken, you made a video for every single day, right? Yeah, I think I might have missed a day or two when I took zero days. But yeah, every day on trail when I was hiking, I filmed. I think it was like 156 videos all man, together. Man, that's see that that's just so incredible. So you decided to throw that extra kind of challenge on top of the already crazy challenge of hiking 2,000 miles. So why did you decide to do this crazy fucking vlog on top of this crazy fucking hike like that? That just blows my mind, honestly. Like that's so much extra work. Yeah, it wasn't fun towards the end. <laughs> it became a oh, job. Shit, but really? <laughs> I mean, I just love making videos. I've been making videos for shit, probably 10 years. When I lived out west, I was making, I got into really big into mountain biking. So I was filming on my mountain biking trips, which, I mean, that's even harder than hiking because I would ride my bike down the mountain, film myself doing that, and then push my <laughs> bike back up the yeah. mountain and then do it again. It was, that was tough. But I enjoy, I found, I fell in love with making videos. And um, when I started researching the AT, most of my information came from watching YouTube videos okay. of pa past vloggers. So I'm like, well, hell, I know kind of how to do this stuff. I'll just do it myself. And, you know, the other idea thinking in my head was, you know, many people are out there journaling every night. And this is just my video journal. I can go back now and watch every single day of my hike. And I've done that since I've gotten home. And it's it's awesome to reminisce a little bit. It's, you, it's taking you back visually and, you know, every which way you, it takes you back to that place. And you remember exactly where you were at that moment, how you were feeling. So, yeah, um, yeah, it, I'm, I'm glad I did it. But, yeah, it became a pain in the ass towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can believe it, dude. I mean, that, that's that's so incredible. It's kind of funny that you mentioned that you kind of go back and watch the videos sometimes like have you gone back and watched all of them like how often do you do that no not very often i've watched a few here and there I, it's it's kind of painful sometimes watching myself <laughs> but you know I, I try to be i try to be unfiltered when i do that and i think that's why a lot of people like watching my videos is i don't hold anything back so uh you know watching videos like when i hit the 2000 mile mark or when i summoned it to you know, that is, that was an emotional time. And I oh, like yeah. going back to that place because it, it was unreal. And I like reliving that, you know, okay. I thought for a second there that you meant that you like, you went back and watched them like all the time or whatever. And I was just going to say, I think that's kind of funny because, uh, I had Jennifer Mavis, the, uh, whimsical woman on a couple episodes oh, yeah, ago yeah. and she obviously PCT blogger or vlogger. She did the same thing video every day, pretty much. And I had asked, I had asked her if she had gone back and watched many of her videos. And she was like, oh, hell no. Like, I can't, I can't stand to go back and watch that shit. <laughs> I know where she's coming from. But yeah, I, I wouldn't watch the whole series again. But there's a few videos I had to go revisit every now and again. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of said the same thing to her. But I feel like as time goes on as well, you're going to, as you get like more nostalgic and stuff, you might go back and, and watch them, you know, more often. And obviously, like you said, like, it's, it's so amazing that you have like your entire hike, practically every single day that you were on the trail, just online and easily accessible for you to go back and watch. Like, I, I think that's pretty amazing. Honestly, I don't know if I could have done a daily vlog, but I do kind of wish I had taken more pictures and videos. I, I did. I took a decent amount of pictures, but yeah. still, I feel like that's that's honestly something that a lot of uh, through hikers will say they regret doing is not taking as many pictures. Even though at the time I would always be like, oh, I could stop and take a picture right now, but I kind of want to just like keep fucking moving. But I don't know. People that are on Springer Mountain right now are going to be leaving in the next couple of weeks. Keep that in mind. Definitely take a shit ton of pictures. You're not going to regret it. Yeah, I mean, people, I hear it all the time from past yorkers like, God damn, I wish I would have taken more photos. And I just love taking pictures. So I, I would take maybe, shit, I probably took 100 a day on the AT. Wow. Uh, damn. I can't imagine how many I take on the PCT. But yeah, it's one of those things you don't think of it at the time because you're doing it in the moment. You don't think about it. But right. trust me, when you get home and you got six months to kill, you're going to want those pictures to look back on and relive every moment of that trail. So live it up, man. Take as many photos as you can. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And another piece of advice that I often hear people say that I can definitely relate to um, is don't just like take pictures of like the views and like the shelters and that stuff. Like take pictures of like the people you're with, you know, take videos of the different situations you find yourself in and all the different characters you meet because I don't know about you, IB Tap, but I find that when I look back on those kind of pictures and those videos of, you know, pictures with my friends and, and just people I met along the way, 
those always kind of bring back a lot more memories and emotions, I guess, than just the random pictures of like that view in Pennsylvania somewhere. I don't even remember being at, you know? Yeah. You meet a lot of crazy assholes out there. You'll remember them one <laughs> way or another, but it's nice to have a, a face to put to the memory. So absolutely. Um, yeah. Take pictures of people. I, I didn't do that nearly enough myself. You know, I, I hiked solo and I, I enjoyed being by myself. So I wasn't around a lot of people. So, but yeah, there's a few uh, people I met along the trail that I wish I would have taken photos with. Luckily I had some folks take photos with me and they've yeah. sent to me ever since then. So I have them, but yeah, it's something I wish I would have done too. I'll probably do that a lot more on the PCT. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So my next question about the vlog, you kind of like briefly answered this already, but I still kind of want to see if I can get a little more out of you. Um, a lot of people will try to do, I mean, not a lot of people, but a number of people will try to do the whole vlog thing. Some of them do well as far as like the amount of people that watch and all that stuff. Some of them don't. At the end of the day, I don't think the views like really matter too much, but yours definitely did pretty well this past summer. Now, I kind of know why, or I, I kind of know the answer to, or at least my opinion on the answer to what I'm about to ask, but why do you think that your vlog did end up doing so well? Uh, I, I think it's the, the brutal honesty I bring to everything, you know. I don't want to name names or put people down because everybody's got their own style of vlogging. Oh, yeah. The types of videos I like, I want to see a guy out there sweating his ass off, crying sometimes. I want to see him in pain because that's what a through like is all about. When you see somebody that gets ends up climbing a 2,000-foot peak, takes them an hour and a half to do it, and they're exhausted, and then they sit up for a half hour, take a break, and then they say, oh, look at that pretty view. Well, how the <laughs> hell did you get up there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I try to bring to the trail, and I think, though, my videos anyway, and I think people appreciated that. Yeah. Now, my favorite comment I, I got, especially towards the end, was I got a few of these. There's people that started out watching me at, at, at Amicalola, and they're like, fuck, this guy swears all the time. What a potty mouth. He, he talks like a <laughs> kindergartner. And then at the end of the trail, I would see the same people that commented that saying, you know what? I hated your language, but I appreciated the honesty oh, wow. of the trail. Oh, that's awesome. And that made me feel so goddamn good because that's what I try to bring. And that and people will follow me for that very reason. So yeah. Just be honest, man. I understand people, some people want to... They got kids watching and stuff like that. I get all that, okay? But if, you, if you're worried about that, don't watch my ass because I'm yeah. going to tell how it is and I'm going to be brutally fucking honest about it. Yeah, and honestly, like, it, I know you're, you're just, like, being yourself, obviously, doing your thing. And that lends itself very well to the whole hiking vlog thing, I believe, because, honestly, it really kind of sets you apart. I mean, there's, there's really no other way to say it. Like, I don't watch a ton of hiking vlogs just because... I've kind of over the whole like watching YouTube hiking stuff because I've hiked so much already myself. Yeah, but, right. You know, I, I feel like your videos definitely have that kind of hook because of like your whole attitude on camera and everything or your whole attitude in general, rather. Um, it is definitely unique. And I think that's so awesome. And personally, that's why I believe your videos did so well. And, and plus, they're just fucking they're just fun to watch. Like I watched your um, I'm going to mess up the pronunciation of this trail. The Art, 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 Art Lobe Trail. Lobe yep. Trail, okay. I watched that series today uh, while I was at work. Don't tell my boss. Um, and, like, yeah, it's just, like, that shit. There's not many hiking vlogs, I'll say, that, like, draw my attention, honestly, just because I kind of know most of the stuff they're saying, at least about, like, the uh, the advice and stuff anyways. But, yeah, you know, that shit... I, I really enjoyed it. I watched all three today, marathon that shit. And Hell yeah. Just, I, mean, great, I like dude. making hiking videos, man. I, 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 I'm a gear nerd too, like everybody else, but I got so burnt out on watching gear video at the oh, gear yeah. video. If the gear video, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it to the end of time. Once you step foot on a Northern or Southern terminus, most of that shit goes out the window. You see, I'm sure you did too. See you guys weren't carrying Walmart gear. They're still making it up the goddamn mountain. Oh, yeah. You know? So the gear is secondary to everything else. It, it's it, it's not all about the gear. So I like filming hiking videos. That's what, that's what my love is. So yeah. I like to bring the trail to people. You know, there's some people that can't get out on the trail. They got a disability or whatever else. They got family issues. You know, not everybody can make it out on the trail. So I try to bring that to them for 10 minutes a fucking day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my last question kind of about the uh, vlog specifically, I know you're probably sick of answering the whole vlog questions, but as like a content or an aspiring content creator, you know, I just, I do find this stuff kind of fascinating. I picked a Jennifer's mind a little bit about it on our episode as well. But um, mm -hmm. I, another question I kind of asked her was, 
this is, I'm sure this is one you've gotten before. Did the vlog ever affect your hike like negatively? I know you said you were kind of getting burnt out on it by the end there. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? It never affected my hike negatively. And I went into that with that mindset. Uh, I got a lot of shit for my videos being delayed like two and a half or two weeks or a week and a half or whatever it was. Oh, really? <laughs> I did that intentionally because I knew that this was going to be a job, you know, one way or another. So I took the two weeks ahead of time to get content built up so it wouldn't affect my hiking. So I'll give you an example. I didn't want to have to rush to a town to upload a video because I, you know, the, there hasn't been a video in a few days and people are like, well, where's I be tad at? Did you get off the trail? So I, I gave myself that little window of opportunity, that little cushion, so I keep pushing out content every day. And I didn't have to worry about pushing miles to get into good Wi-Fi to upload videos. Um, now, the other side of things is people always tell me or ask me, well, what didn't it take away from your hike? I mean, you're always setting up camera shots and, you know, why don't you just hike? Well, I think <laughs> it had the opposite effect on me. I, I noticed shit on the trail because I'm always looking for stuff to film. Oh, so okay. I would notice shit on the trail that people would burn right by. Like, I, I remember specifically there was a moment where I saw this little snail on a tree that was no bigger than the size of a quarter. But I picked that thing out, you know, from 20 feet away. I'm like, oh, I got to film that. So I would notice shit like that all the time on the trail looking for stuff to video. So I think it enhanced my hiking experience tenfold. Interesting. Okay. So that's something I honestly didn't really think about it. Maybe I just have a bad like mindset or I don't even, I don't even know. But like I said, kind of at the beginning, like talking about your vlog, like in all the extra work, I guess, like I, I never really thought about it that way that, you know, you're keeping an extra eye out, I guess, to find things that you can capture on camera. So yeah, it didn't, the, the only way the film or the, the whole vlogging thing took away from a hike was when in town. So, you know, as well as I do, you get to town, you want to stuff your face full of cheeseburgers and pizza and whatever the fuck else and kick your shoes off and relax. Well, when I got, when I got to town, I, I did all the, I stuffed my face obviously, but then I had to go to work. So I had like five videos, you know, that were built up throughout the week that I had to sit down and up and sit in front of a laptop or my iPad and upload all these videos, which would take me my, the whole day basically. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't get to enjoy myself in towns as much as I would, uh, would have otherwise. Did you ever consider, cause I, I think there's some other YouTuber, hiker YouTubers that do this. Did you ever consider like just filming the, uh, everything obviously, and then like sending the video to somebody else to edit? No, I understand why people do it. I know Dixie and Darwin do that now. And I mean, their videos are insane. They're like full-blown TV episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, their editors awesome. are insanely good. So I understand why they do that. My, and it's nothing against them, but the way I look at it is I was there hiking that trail. I know how I was feeling that day. I should be the one editing that video because there's something that might get overlooked by somebody sitting in front of an iMac back, you know, a thousand miles away from the trail. Yeah, yeah. I was there. I know how I was feeling. So when I edit a video, some things might change depending on my mood for that day. I know what I was feeling that day. So that's the way I look at it. And that's why I'll continue to edit myself. Yeah. Yeah. And you can kind of like put your own, like you can almost like build in the vibe of the hike through the editing, you know? Yeah. Exactly okay. right. Yeah. So that, that makes a lot of sense for sure. Uh, again, something I haven't thought about too much. Um, I think Jennifer also said something similar to that because she did all the editing herself as well. So that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, I kind of want to talk just for a second about when we met this this past, I guess it wasn't summer, I always say summer, but it was the fall at this point. It was late September. Um, I remember, <laughs> I said this in, a, in Jennifer's episode again, but I, I'm sure you got recognized quite a bit on the trail and I hate to say it, but I was like that guy that as soon as I saw you, I was like, oh, you're the guy from fucking Instagram. And I honestly, I kind of, I'm sure you don't really give a shit, but I kind of want to like apologize for that because I kind of felt like, like, why didn't I just like say, hi, I'm fucking Narnar. Like, why did I immediately, I don't know. It's well, just I, something apologize. About I don't that. remember exactly when we, I know we met up in Maine. It was in Caratunk, right? When we first met. It was like a was day or then? two before Caratunk. Yeah. Okay. So was, I don't um, even remember what I said to you. And I apologize if I was a dick because oh, no, oh, you, no, caught, no, you, you caught me at, at the tail end of the trail and I was pretty burnt out on that. <laughs> but, oh no, you, you were fine. I just, I just kind of felt like a dick for saying that, honestly. No, I, I mean, down South, it was real. I got recognized a lot because, you know, there's a lot of trail magic free shit, I like to say, going on down south. Yeah. So there's more people out on the trail and more people recognize you. It was uh, 
you know, towards the towards the later end of it, I I was more by myself. So, but yeah, I still got recognized by like day hikers and and section hikers that were out mm-hmm. there. Uh, the weirdest one I had was I think it was in New Jersey. I was at I can't remember the name of the ball. There was some ridge line. I was we were hiking, and it was in the middle of goddamn nowhere. And this couple was out day hiking, and they asked me for directions. They were doing this loop trail, and I didn't know where the fuck I was at. I'm like, I wish I could give you directions. <laughs> And they're like, oh, no problem. So I started going down the trail and they say, hey, wait a minute. Are you saved my mountains? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, I yeah. am. <laughs> it was cool. I mean, I, I, like I said, I was, it was kind of, I was getting burned out towards the end, but it was still cool. I, I would bullshit with everybody. It was cool getting recognized. I ain't going to lie. So you, you're talking about how you were kind of getting burnt out on the vlogging. Was that, does that include the hike as well? Like, were you getting burnt out on the actual like through hike itself? Hell no. I wanted that trail the last okay. 2,000 miles. I was not ready to get off that fucking trail, man. I towards Once I hit like northern New Hampshire and southern Maine, I started slowing way the fuck down. I was doing like 10, 12-mile days, and I was stopping in every town. I, I wasn't ready to get off the trail, man. That was one thing. The vlogging, I was over it, but the trail, hell no. I would have kept hiking forever. You see, and I swear to God, you almost said the exact same thing to me word for word, uh, like the day we met each other or something like that, because, you know, obviously we were at the end of our hike and I I had kind of been asking most of the through hikers I was running into then how they were feeling about being done because there's something I was kind of curious about. Yeah. And like I said, you said the exact same thing. You were like, I wish I could keep going. Like I'm slowing down so I can just kind of drag this out. Like I'm having too much fun. I don't want to get off. So honestly, I got to say I was not in that camp at all. Like I love hiking, love backpacking. Definitely going to do another through hike sooner rather than later, hopefully. But I was definitely getting pretty burnt out at the end. So my question is, how can people kind of keep themselves in that positive mindset towards the end and not get so burnt out like I was? No, I get it, man. I know a lot of people were, it happens to a lot of people out there and understandably so. It's a long fucking hike. I mean, you're you're walking every day for six months. So it's just human nature to get burnt out and stuff like that. I don't know if I'm just fucked in the head or what, but (laughs) I mean... You have to go back to Springer Mountain or if you start at Katahdin, whatever it is, you have to go back to that moment you were sitting at that terminus and and remind yourself why the hell you were out there hiking in the first place. Yeah. And if it was that big of a deal to you, you, you just take yourself back to that mindset and say, I'm hiking for this fucking reason. This is why I'm out here. Um, and everybody's got their own reasons for being out there and you just have to find your own. And it, if that little piece of motivation is going to keep your your mental state, you know, up and motivated to hike every day. Then it will, and and sometimes it's not enough for everybody. So there's nothing wrong with that. But that's what I used a lot of the time. I, I remember back to being a complete drunk years ago, and hiking saved my life. And this is what I live for. So that always keeps me motivated to push up the next mountain regardless. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just from hearing you say that it kind of sounds like we might've come at it from two different like perspectives, I guess too. So this is another thing I kind of like to pick my guests minds on a little bit. Um, I've said this a lot in other episodes, but for me, I was like very motivated from the start to like make it all the way to Katana. Now I've been, I've been hiking for you know the last like six years. Like I've, I've done the long trail twice. I've done a lot of other hiking besides just the AT. So like, I love hiking. Like I'm not like just doing it so I can say I did it, you know, but yeah. having that like goal of like finishing the fucking Appalachian trail was like a huge motivating factor for me. So I wonder as I got close to the end like that, it's just the fact that I was almost done and I'd almost realized this goal I'd been working towards for so long and, and working mm-hmm. so hard towards. I wonder if maybe just the fact that I was so close like that was what made me like kind of burnt out and ready to be done, I guess. I don't know. It could have, it could have been. And, and don't get me wrong. That was my ultimate goal as well. I mean, everybody who starts a through hike, their, their goal, main goal is to stand right, at that right. end terminus and say, Hey, I finished this trail. Um, I don't know if it just goes beyond that for me. Obviously that goal was in mind every single day I was on trail, but I just love the fucking hike, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not just the mileage. It's, 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 the, it's the being out there in the woods. It's the freedom. It's the waking up 20 miles from where you started the day before. It's sitting in your tent vestibule, drinking coffee, listening to the birds. It's everything else mm-hmm. that goes along with it. I just can't get enough of that shit. So, um, you know, obviously I wanted to finish the trail and that was the ultimate goal, but it goes, it went way beyond that for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really, when I 
do another through hike. I'm thinking about doing the PCT sometime in the next couple of years. No, no, like definitive like year set yet, but I think that yeah. is going to be something I try to like do better on, I guess, towards the end of the hike. I don't know if that means maybe slowing it down a little bit. Obviously, circumstances uh, would have to allow that, but um, mm-hmm. I, I, I I don't know because I, I do kind of feel like I don't really like regret it. I don't really have many regrets from my through hike, but looking back on it, like especially while I'm like sitting at work in my fucking cubicle, I'm like, man, <laughs> like why was I like so ready to be done that? Like it was like so much fun. Like it's much better than this. Well, like um, I said before, you don't think about that when you're in the moment. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? It's easy to think back when you're sitting in a desk somewhere wishing you were on trail rather than being on trail. But yeah. You know, every everybody's got a different hiking style. Everybody's out there for different reasons, like I said. So, you know, only you can answer that. I know why I'm out there. You know why you're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it beats the hell out of being and sitting behind a cubicle. That's for damn sure. Oh, absolutely. I can tell you that from firsthand experience. You'd imagine that going from summiting Katahdin and two weeks later being in a cubicle for 40 no, hours. No, fuck that week. shit, man. Yeah. I'm, like... a, I'm, a, I'm a line cook, which it doesn't really feel like work sometimes, but I was... I, I'm, I'm, I'm over this shit, man. I need to get back in the mountains. I'm, I'm over living in this town. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I'm actually leaving in a little over a month to go hike the Foothills Trail in South Carolina just for like, you know, five, four or five days. So not long, but dude, I am counting down. I literally, I literally Googled today how many days until April 27th just because like I'm Fo- so Foothills excited. Trail. Dude. Hell yeah, dude. Well, uh, what's the Foothills Trail? I haven't heard of that one. How long yeah, is that? so it's, it's about 77 miles, I think. It starts... Uh-huh. um. So if you picture the state of South Carolina, kind of like the upside down triangles, kind of what I like to think of it as, it's up in the northwestern end. So actually not like super, super far from uh, Amicalola, you know, oh, pretty right close on. to the Georgia border there. And it just kind of winds through the mountains up there. It actually dips into North Carolina and back down into South Carolina a couple times. And yeah, like I said, we're just going to do it in like four or five days, something like that. I got a week off of work. and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I, I get a lot too. Well, you know, I can't, I, I don't have time to do it through. Like I, I got kids, I got a job, I got a house, I got a mortgage, all this shit. Well, nobody said you have to do a through hike. There's trails like the Foothills oh, yeah. Trail. There's the JMT. There's the Long Trail. There's plenty of these trails that you can do in a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the excuses piss me off. There's always a way to make it happen. Get out in the fucking woods and go hike. If you're so, if you complain that much about your daily life, <laughs> then make fucking changes. Otherwise, stop bitching is the way I look at it. And and it's not like there's anything wrong with a section hike of the AT or the PCT or whatever long distance trail either. There's you know? nothing wrong with it whatsoever. It's about being out in the woods. It's about escaping from your daily life for a little bit and getting some sanity back, you know, making you a better goddamn person. For sure, for sure. I feel like most of the people listening to this are not the people complaining about that because I know I have a lot of through hikers and section hikers that listen to this. So, you know, that that's uh that's awesome. So, I guess while we're kind of talking about these smaller trails that aren't the AT, so this Art Oh geez, I'm going to mess it up again. Art Lobe Trail. You got it, brother. Art Lobe Trail. So, I honestly I like recognized the name, but that is it. Like when I at first saw that you were going to hike this trail and saw your video and stuff today. Uh, so, I don't know anything about it other than what I saw um, in your film. So I, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, I'm just going to ask you like, some of the general information about it, and then I kind of want to hear about your experience a little bit. So Sure, man. Let it fly. I'm guessing uh, a lot of the people listening to this maybe aren't familiar with it as well. And again, I, I do try to highlight some of these uh, smaller, lesser-known trails on the show. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to learn about a new one. So first of all, what is this trail exactly? Like, where is it? Like, how long is it? Just like, what are the, the very general? So if you, if you go on Google and you, and you Google long trails, which I do all the time just to, you know, get a laundry list of trails I want to do. The Art Lobe Trail is actually listed on the long trail list, which is funny because it's only 35, it's only 35.6 miles. So it's something you can do in a weekend. Yeah. You know what really? I mean? But around here where I live in Western North Carolina, it is some of the gnarliest terrain you can find in Western North Carolina, other than maybe the Linville Gorge. And it's the most gorgeous trail around here. And like I said, it's only 35 miles, but it takes you over some of the most beautiful terrain that we've got around here. There's balds, you know, there's big ups, downs. It's like hiking through Georgia again, basically up, down, up, down, up, down. But the, the up and down rewards you with amazing views. There's a place called Black Balsam Knob about halfway into the hike. And it's a 360-degree view of the Blue Ridge Mountains. And you can see the Blue Ridge Parkway off in the distance. It's, it's just unbelievably gorgeous. And 
Uh, I've been hiking that trail, a section hiking it, you know, just on overnight trips since I moved to North Carolina and I'd never done it in one shot. So that was Okay. my first time. I attempted it back in December, actually. Um, I had a friend come down from Connecticut and wanted to do it. So I said, all right, let's go do it. Well, we got up there at 6,000 feet elevation and it was a foot of snow on the ground and sideways Oh, man. sleeting rain. And I had my basset hound with me and he's post holing through a foot of snow and it was just miserable. I had trail runners on. I was not made for winter hiking. <laughs> Um, so we bailed. So I was like, fuck this shit. I'm doing it before I hit the PCT. yeah, really, And then gotta I just, go back. I just got off the trail a few days ago. So, Nice. um, yeah, but it's a shorter trail. Like I said, you can do it in a weekend, but it, it is gorgeous. Anybody that comes to Western North Carolina, I highly recommend getting on that trail. If you've got a weekend to hike, cause it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. That sounds, that sounds really cool. Where I, you might've said this, I might've missed it, but like, where is it like in Western North Carolina? Is it part of like the Smokies or just like part of the Appalachians No, we're down east there? of the east of the Smokies, so the Blue Ridge Parkway is pretty famous, right around Yeah. here. Yeah. So you can actually access it. There's actually to get up the Black Balsam Knob. There's a day hike that a lot of tourists do. You can go up the Blue Ridge Parkway, get off on an exit, uh, which is Black Balsam Road, and literally hike up like uh, I don't know 400 yards, and you're up at the top of the Black Balsam Knob. So um, the Art Lobe Trail is actually you can it's broken up into four sections, so you can access it from different points. Um, around here, but it's not, it's not quite in the Smokies. Okay. You can see the Smokies from when you're up there though, on a clear day. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm 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 looking at it on Google Maps right now actually cuz I I also wanted to ask how close it was like to the AT and it doesn't look like it's terribly close from this, No, right? it's not terribly close to the AT. It's kind of our own little, our own little personal trail we have here in Western North Carolina. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. But if you are attempting to go do it though, I will tell you the water sources are shit on that trail. Yeah, that's actually I, I hiked If you watch that video, I ran a brownie out of water, and I knew the water was shit. The northern and the southern uh, sections of it are pretty decent, and the summer months, they're dry too, but you're, you're hauling water on that trail. I mean, Interesting. there's, there's not a lot of places to get it. So I ended up uh, doing 20 miles on two liters, and I ran out with like three quarters of a mile left to go. Um, so just, just keep that in mind if you plan on doing it. Make sure you load it up on water. Yeah, yeah. So are the, is is that because of like the just the time of year that you did it or just like a dry spell or is that just is there just like not any water sources like It, no, it's just the way the terrain is. There's Okay. not a lot of water sources. Um, there's one. There's two shelters on that trail. They're like A-frame shelters, which are pretty rickety. Um, Yeah, I saw those in the video. Those looked like pretty yeah, they janky, don't. honestly. I don't know what it is about the south. Even on the AT, they don't maintain the shelters in the south. You get up to Maine and New Hampshire, and they're like five-star hotels compared. So I don't know what it is. But if if it's pissing rain, you're gonna get it underneath it. But they're nothing to look at. Uh, the the reason I bring it up is they're the Southern shelters, Butter Gap, you'll come across and there is a pipe spring there, which is your only real reliable water source in the summertime. So Okay. just be aware of that you're hauling water on that trail. Okay, cool. And then how about uh, besides the shelters, like other campsites, like how frequent are they? Like, are there any ones that kind of stick out in your mind that people should try to stay at if they uh, hike this trail? Yeah, Black Balsam Knob, like I mentioned before, is the go-to. I didn't stay up there on this recent trip just because I've been up there a million times. So you can just stay on the top of the You can bald? stay on the ball. Now, Oh, that's awesome. the, the, the views are unreal. The sunsets and the sunrises from Black Balsam are some of the best I've ever seen in my life. But the weather, the weather can be ungodly up there. I actually had um, a couple years ago, I was up there and had a tent pole snap. in the middle of the night and I had to pack up my shit in a thunderstorm and walk out because Oh, yikes. um, the winds can get up to like 70 miles an hour up there. So um, if, if you catch it on a good weather day, definitely camp up there, but just be aware that the weather can get pretty brutal because it is, you're on a bald man. There's nothing protecting Yeah, you. yeah. So. That's so badass. Like, up here in the north, obviously, we don't have, like, the balds. I mean, we have the above tree line stuff, but that's, like, not the same. Like, you can't really, you're not supposed to camp up there and stuff. So, that's actually, you know what, speaking of things I kind of regret not doing on the AT, that's one of them, honestly. I wish I had camped on a bald because like I said, that's just not an experience I've ever had hiking before. Not when I can get up here. So that sounds Yeah, like right. so badass, honestly. You just got to catch those balls on a good weather day as well Yeah. because they, they can be brutal up there with the weather. And when I went over Max Patch on the AT, it was like 50 mile an hour winds. I'm like, 
Okay, I've I've camped here before. I'm not doing this shit in this <laughs> yeah. weather. I know how it's gonna be. So yeah, no way. Yeah, if I if I lived in the south, like in the Asheville area, I would definitely be even just like hiking up like a mile or two just to get to the top and spend the night on a weekend or whatever. Like I think that's that's so awesome. Yeah, you should definitely come visit, man. There's a reason why Western North Carolina has kept me here three years. I move around a lot, but these Blue Ridge Mountains, there's there's something special, man. They're oh, gorgeous. I know. I know. I I had never really been to them until I hiked through this past summer. And honestly, I've like I've been kind of like looking at different places in the country that I want to move to eventually, not anytime soon. No plans there. And Asheville is one of the places that kind of struck my eye, honestly, because I want like a decent sized city, not a huge city, not a small city. And I want to be close to the mountains. And there's only so many places, and and nice weather too. There's only so many places in the U.S. where you can kind of get the best of all of those worlds. And it looks like Asheville is kind of one of them, honestly. Well, it helps if you listen to the Grateful Dead living here too. <laughs> the hippies are rampant for sure. Hey, I'm from Burlington, Vermont, so I am definitely. Oh uh, yeah, that's the same thing. I busted the balls. <laughs> I work with a bunch of them. They're cool, all cool people. I moved here for the hiking, not the Asheville shenanigans, but it's here if you want. It. I mean, at downtown Asheville is hopping in the summertime for sure there's concerts and live music everywhere and good food scene it, it is a cool city but like i said i moved here for the mountains so especially right. during tour season i get the hell out of there and i go up and get by myself yeah yeah, yeah you've got sure. that too it, it is the best of both worlds because i'm 30 miles from the smokies and real close to to tennessee and virginia so um it's a it's a nice central location to get out and hike hell you're not even that far from the foothills trail i'm still kind of looking at google maps here and yeah, it's like um, yeah, like I said, like northwestern, north, yeah, yeah, northwestern part of South Carolina. So yeah, I have to look that one up. I'm surprised I haven't heard of that one before. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it's not like super well known, but every report I've read, everybody that I've talked to that's hiked it, I had a guest on uh, probably about a month ago now that did it. They all say it's like super awesome. It, it's kind of like a hidden gem. It sounds like so. And you said you're leaving here soon to do that, or yeah, April twenty seventh. Okay, cool. The weather won't be gnarly then for you. I mean, South yeah. Carolina gets brutally hot in the summertime, so you'll 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 have no bugs and uh, cooler temperatures. Yeah, so it's it's like perfect too because that time of year up here in Vermont, it's still. I mean, you could like do some overnighting, but I'm not crazy about going out when it's super cold out either. So it's like too cold to do it up here, and it's like perfect down there. Hopefully, so I'm I'm really looking. Yeah, forward to that. I saw Jabba, the real hiking Viking. Try, uh, he attempted the. Uh, the long trail this winter and had to bail because I mean I saw the pictures he posted. It looks pretty damn bad. Oh, dude, this is this is a either. tough winter too. Honestly, if he had gotten maybe like 2016, our winter was not bad at all. Like the ski areas really suffered that year up here because we just didn't get that much snow. But this year we've gotten fucking hammered. So he definitely yeah. uh, got kind of dicked when it comes to that. I, yeah, I can't yeah, imagine. Fuck that shit. I, I've been climatized. I'm, I'm from Michigan originally. And like I said, I lived in Montana. So I was used to snow, but I've been climatized living in the South too long. We get like two, one, maybe two snowstorms a year and that's it. So. Yeah. I hats off to him for trying that. Honestly, I I'd heard that he was going to attempt it, but I never actually, I guess I don't follow him. I should probably do that. But, um, I, I hadn't actually heard like any updates on like when he left and all that stuff. So that's, that's yeah, pretty... we, we like busting each other's balls on the trail. We, we would talk shit back and forth the whole time I was on the AT. So here's a, I, had here's to bust, a... <laughs> I had to bust his balls a little bit about the long trail. <laughs> yeah. Right. Here's a, here's a kind of a funny question. Maybe it's just me, but <laughs> has anybody ever mistaken you for him? Yeah, and, and I've I've seen it in YouTube comments, not personally seeing me in person, but I've seen it in the YouTube comments or on Instagram. People are like, "Oh, I thought you were job or he thought you was you." And That's yeah, so we, I kind of bullshit. I saw him at trail days. He was with uh, Zach or with the Trek booth, and yeah, uh, yeah. we were kind of bullshitting about that a little bit. And, That's uh, funny. I'm like, "Your my beard is fucking gonna eat your fucking beard, you pussy!" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, so good. Honestly, nah, we, it's funny. I'll tell you a little story about Jabba. It's, it's hilarious. Sure, sure. Um, so he's from PA, right? He grew up in Pennsylvania. And a good friend of his he grew up with lives in Vermont. And um, when I was rolling through there, she had started following me on Instagram. And um, she had hit me up and said, well, if you roll, when you roll through Vermont, hit me up. I'll cook you a steak and shrimp dinner. And Jabba didn't know anything about this. Like I said, this is an old... Uh, friend of his since he was childhood okay yeah and when he found out that i stayed at her house and she cooked me this awesome dinner he got so pissed off <laughs> and i think i mentioned that in the video it's hilarious and he just gave me so much shit after that that's um, too good but yeah we, we've got a little ongoing battle going on it's pretty fucking entertaining yeah for sure i should i should try to get him on the show eventually that'd be, that'd be yeah he's, he's fun to bullshit with man he's, he's a little he's really touched in the head he, i mean it's insane he did uh 
a winter southbound hike for the AT. That he is, just likes putting himself through oh, pain, I guess. That is so unreal. I, I remember kind of following him a little bit when he did that. And like, I'll be honest, like I didn't really know too much about him before that, but just based on the fact that he was going to try to through hike the AT during the winter, I was like, there's no way. Like the, this, yeah, dude, no you got to rack his brain about that. Man. Oh, it's, he crushed it, dude. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I really got to. I'm gonna reach out to him. I'm kind of surprised nobody has uh, suggested him yet, but yeah, he's out on the he's out on the Jordan Trail right now. Yeah, um, yeah, I overseas. saw that. So yeah, I saw the pictures of that. It looks pretty insane. It looks yeah. fucking hot out there too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about that trail at all. So maybe I I'll try never to heard get of him. That trail yeah, until, he, <laughs> until he started posting about it. That was something new to me too. Maybe I'll try to get him when he comes back from that too. Yeah, that that would be that'd be really cool. Oh, yeah. Um. So I kind of want to talk about the PCT a little bit. Now, obviously, you're going to be leaving for the PCT shortly. I I was going to ask if you've picked a date, but you have to, I'm pretty sure, because of the permits, right? So when are you leaving? Yeah, you have to pick a permit date. Now, from what I've I've talked to, a few people that have hiked the PCT, and the whole checking permits is not, they don't, it's not strict, I guess. So okay. you can get a permit and then just hike whenever you want. Basically, they're not going to throw you off the trail. Right, right. Uh, but I I picked, um, let's see, April 18th is the day that I registered for. So um, I'm flying out to San Diego on the 16th. And uh, I got a, a guy who hit me up through Instagram. We're actually starting the same day. And he lives uh, like an hour or two hours from Campo. So he's going to pick me up. Oh, and, nice. Uh, hang out at his house. And he's gonna we're going to drive to the Southern Terminus together and and start at the Mexican border, man. So uh, I I wanted to wait a little bit longer because the the snowpack this year looked pretty fucking gnarly. Now I knew I couldn't predict that, but I had seen posts where the snow was getting pretty bad there. So I figured I start a little later and hopefully uh, let that snow melt a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Honestly, I don't know too too much about the uh, whole like snowpack, like the Sierra that whole thing. Honestly, I'm very much an East Coast hiker for now. For now. I mean, it's not going to stop me from hiking. I'm still going to finish the damn trail. But, um, you know, I, I'd read posts where this time last year, the, the snowpack is four times greater than it was last year. And I th- and, you know, it's it'll be tough, but whatever. You just, you just deal with it and move on. Yeah, yeah. Else. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so how is your body feeling? I know that when I got back from my through hike, I felt like pretty, pretty good, honestly, for having just hiked 2,000 miles in four and a half months. But I found that like over the past month after running a couple times, my ankle's a little bit fucked up. Like nothing like super serious, I'm hoping, but definitely something going on there. So yeah. I don't know, like how, how are you feeling like gearing up for another like cross country trek, like right after doing the AT this past well, year? Two weeks after I got home, I was fine for about two weeks. And then two weeks, my legs like locked the fuck up and oh, I could really? barely get out of bed. And I was limping around for a good week or so. Uh, but it went away and um, I was curious to see how my body's going to react on this recent Art Lobe Trail because um, it's actually the first time really I put some weight on my back and hiked up mountains. Okay, yeah. Um, and so I was kind of worried about it and then I did the 20 mile day and I woke up ready to do, do another 20. I felt Hell great. Yeah. So my legs and my body have recovered nicely and uh, I'm ready to go, man. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that for sure. That is definitely something that like kind of makes me paranoid. Is I, I know before my AT hike, I was so worried about like getting an injury before I started while I was training and then on the trail, obviously. So it sounds like you're not too worried, which is good. I'm sure if you could pull a 20-mile day in the mountains of North Carolina, you know, I'm sure with a lot more climbing than you'll be doing on most of the PCT, having come right off, you know, the couch. Or... Oh, yeah, I've been eating a lot of Nutella and Oreos in the off-season for sure. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to put that trail weight on. Yeah, you'll lose it real quick. Give it a couple oh, yeah. a couple weeks on the PCT. Um, so my next question is, so obviously the PCT is a whole different beast. So like there's things you're going to be doing differently as far as like your gear um, and, and, you know, what you're carrying and all that stuff. But are there any things just more about like through hiking in general, maybe that you're thinking of doing differently on the PCT than you did on the AT? You know, I've thought about this and I, I've always been a solo introverted guy. I, the reason I hike, one of the reasons I hike is to get away from people. I mean, that's my time. And I, 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 in my head, I want to be more social and, and bullshit with people at camp and stuff like that. I just don't know if my personality allows me to do that. Mm-hmm. I would like to get to know some more people out on the PCT. Uh, whether or not it happens, we'll see. But I'm, I'm so goddamn introverted and I love hiking by myself that I don't know if I'll be able to do that. But <laughs> that is the goal in mind anyway. I would like to get to be a little more social. And because there's so many badass people that are on the trail it would be nice to learn some of their stories and their backgrounds, you know, cause everybody's got a story and some of them are pretty damn cool. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. That, that definitely makes sense. What are you kind of like looking forward to most, uh, you know, for this like second through hike or just being out on the trail again? Like what, like, what do you find yourself thinking about the most as you're kind of laying in bed, like prepping yourself for this shit? Well, you said it there is just being on trail. That's what I'm looking forward to most. Now, specifically, I've never been out there. I've never been west of Montana. So this is going to be all new terrain for me. Um, the desert does scare the shit out of me because I am pasty white. So, <laughs> Dude, me, um, me too, honestly, I've, man. Yeah, I prepared and I got me a nice long sleeve plaid shirt. And uh, I'm going to try to protect myself the best I can. So I'm worried about the desert heat because I don't like hiking in the real hot weather. Yeah. Um, so that is a little bit of concern of mine. And then... I am, what a lot of people don't know is I am deathly afraid of water, uh, more so open water, but rivers do scare the shit out of me too. So some of those river crossings in the Sierra look pretty bad. And especially with the snowpack this year, uh, they're going to be raging. I think by the time I get there, so I'm a little concerned about crossing them rivers, but we'll figure it out, man. You just, I'll just walk downstream until I find a nice place to cross. Yeah, really. That's honestly not something I've really thought about too much as the I've, I've, I've heard about them before, but like the river crossings like that. Yeah, that's a little bit sketchy too. I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of water, but not a huge fan of like swimming out over my head or like crossing fast rivers, which I've only had to do a, a handful of times over yeah. the years, thankfully. But I, know, yeah. I know a couple of hikers, I think two got killed last year. Oh, no kidding. Really? They got washed downstream on the PCT. So oh, it happens. Dude. It's just, you know, uh, that's the one time where I'll wait and wait and wait until somebody else comes and do that shit. Yeah, as a team yeah, for sure. No trail is worth your life. Oh no, absolutely not. Did you did you ever have any sketchy crossings on the AT? No, man, we lucked out this year. I don't know what I was. Well, we were up in Maine at the same time, so uh, I'm sure you remember the the water level was low, man. I yeah. think the, the the deepest one came up to maybe just above my knees, and it was rushing hard so um it was it was pretty easy yeah no it I mean, wasn't it was cold too as bad. fuck yeah no and kidding. i had to film myself doing it so actually i had to cross every river three times because i'd have to set up the camera <laughs> walk across the river go back for the camera and then go back to hike the trail again so the hundred mile wilderness i probably did 20 something of where it was river crossing no <laughs> kidding yeah yeah we we did get kind of lucky honestly uh also it was it was the fall so obviously the, the rivers aren't going to be as bad in the fall and you're right there wasn't yeah. there wasn't really any sketchy crossings actually i can think of one that happened to me it wasn't too bad it, it, it definitely wasn't the worst i've done before but when i was going through pennsylvania it was like a huge just raining spell and there was some sections of the trail a little bit north of duncannon that were mm-hmm. flooded and there was one spot that uh I, I don't remember where it was or what it was called honestly it was right by a road crossing i remember and there was like this concrete like dam or not even a dam just like a i don't know what the right word for it is but like there was like a little pipe like that goes mm-hmm. through the concrete that the water is supposed to flow through yeah, yeah you're supposed to walk across on the concrete but the river was so swollen that the water was actually going over the concrete so we can was, kinda... i think i know what you're talking about was there a sign at that bridge or whatever that said that the water may the water level may rise I can't remember, honestly. As soon as I got down there, I was just looking at the fucking river. I think I was ahead of you at that point because I know I had heard uh, from some people that Duncannon got flooded. And I was already past that at that point. I just missed it. So, yeah. uh, But yeah, I heard Duncannon got nailed pretty good. Yeah, we did. And thankfully, there's this guy. Oh, I can't remember his goddamn name now. I wish I could so I could give him some credit. But he had gone ahead of everybody pretty much or ahead of the little group that was kind of holed up in Duncannon for a day or two waiting out the flood and he had like tied a rope across for people to use while they oh, were no crossing shit. and actually oh, the yeah. day that I crossed he was I'm pretty sure he sat there like all day just watching people making sure everybody was safe which was really cool I'm sorry dude I wish I could remember his name but no, that's badass <laughs> yeah for sure for sure not a huge fan of crossing rivers definitely not so be careful on the PCT, doing that shit. Oh yeah, like I said, no no trail is worth my life. I I, I take some sketchy risks sometimes, and you know, but I, I I need to live to hike another day, so I'll I'll be safe about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So my next question about the PCT is, when did you kind of decide that you wanted to do it? Were you still on the AT like when you decided you wanted to do the PCT, or did you just get back and like fuck it, like I I gotta get back out there? Like what was like what was going through your head there? I knew I knew I wanted to attempt the triple crown before I even stepped foot on the AT. Um, when I decided to do the AT, 
like I said, I was researching all these long trails because it was fairly new to me. And I real I, I found that there's this thing called the Triple Crown. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I started researching it and I'm like, holy shit, this is badass. So yeah. when I decided to do one, I decided to do all three of them. Now, obviously, you got to do one at a time. So when I was on the AT, I wasn't thinking about the PCT. I was thinking about finishing the AT. Um, but, you know, towards the end, I was like, okay, now we're going to get ready to do this next one. So nice. Um, I, I had the idea in my head to do all three from the get-go. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy because, I mean, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, I was, like, so ready to be done the AT. Like, honestly, before I left for the AT, I don't – know if i would have ever said that i want to hike the pct not not that i like had anything against it but i I, if someone had asked me that i would have been like well i have to hike the at first before i even think about that and now that i've done that i can definitely say that i want to do the pct someday but at the end of my through hike like that man i would not have been able to like convince myself to do something like that at least at least next year maybe it's it's a lot to put your body through man it's it's emotionally physically you know it's it's spiritually it's everything and it takes a lot out of your fucking body so that whole idea of doing it again, it does not appeal to a lot of people. <laughs> no, no. But dude, you live for the trail, it sounds like. So you're going to fucking get it. And I'm sure you're going to be just fine. That's that's so awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to watching the videos and everything because I can actually watch them this year because I won't be hiking while you're posting them. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> well, not awesome. good for you not hiking, but I'm glad you're, you're yeah, there yeah. to watch my ass on YouTube. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. Um are there any, is, okay, let me rephrase that. Is there anything that you're planning on doing differently with the vlog this time around? Other, no, it's, I have my basic style that I found probably like halfway through the AT. I, I found a certain style that works for me that okay. made it easy to edit and easy to film. Um, now, obviously, there's things come up on the trail you, you, that's going to change things, you know, just come, you take it as it comes. Right. Um, the only thing I've really changed is my camera gear. I've upgraded my camera for this year. Now, I don't know, many people don't know, I broke three cameras on the AT because <laughs> uh, I, I just destroyed these fucking cameras. You know, two of them got wet because, you know, how much rain we had. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just kept buying new cameras. By the end of the trail, I was filming with my iPhone. I was like, fuck this. I've been throwing like thousands of dollars at new camera gear just filming with your iPhone. But I, I can see, for, for me personally, I can see the difference in quality from my iPhone to a legit camera. That's why I was so gung ho about filming with that. So I've upgraded to a full frame camera. It's not as quite as heavy as a DSLR, but it's pretty bulky. And I'm gonna be hauling that bitch on the PCT. So nice. I'm gonna start out filming with it and see how it goes. If it goes to shit again, I'll start filming with my phone again. But yeah, that's um, all you I can want do. the quality to be up there this year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So kind of getting towards the end of the conversation here, I beat that, but there's always one thing I like to try to get to at the end, which is story time i mean the fucking show is called trail tales after all so i always like to ask my guests just to share you know one or two stories it sounds like you're about to get kicked out of your coffee shop you just mentioned so why don't we just do one <laughs> uh just just can you share like one story whatever your favorite or your best story is from your through hike oh there's so many goddamn you want raunchy what do you want you want... oh dude i ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh that sounds all right i'll give it, I want, i'm gonna be honest because my whole my whole thing is i'm brutally honest right about dude, trail life. be honest be honest and you you get a lot of people posting pictures of the beautiful views and everything else but not a lot of people get to see what how brutal I always say that a through hike is as brutal as it is beautiful, and that's 100% true, and not a lot of people get to see that brutal side. So no. I, I, I'm going to give you a brutal story Let's here. do it. Let's do it. Oh, dude, I'm pumped now. Okay, so this is in, I want to say New York, okay? I don't remember specifically where it was at, but I want to say New York. I was, I my I had been chafing real bad for like three days. Um, my ankle was fucked up because I had hurt it way back in Virginia, and it was still bothering me. So I'm limping around and my ass is chafing like a motherfucker. And I'm like, <laughs> I said, okay, I'm going to go down and take a piss and just clear my fucking head real quick. So I go down and take a piss and I pull my shorts down and my nutsack resembled a fucking <laughs> vanilla ice cream cone that had been dipped in strawberry syrup. Oh, my nutsack dude. was bloody as shit and my ankle was hurting and my ass was chafing. And I sat down there and I'm like, fuck this shit. And that was the one time on trail I was like, I don't want to fucking do this shit anymore. Yeah. I'm bleeding from <laughs> my nuts. My ass is bleeding. 
Uh, my ankle's <laughs> fucked up. The mosquitoes are eating me alive. I'm like, fuck this shit. And I think I just sat there and whined like a little bitch out loud to myself for a good 20 minutes. And then I just wiped it off and, and went on by Kept my going, way. Kept going, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, that's they, so good. I, I just want to remind people out there that through hiking is, like I said, as brutal as it is beautiful. And there's an other side to through hiking. It's not about the beautiful views and the vistas and everything else, man. Through hiking will fuck you up big time. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Dude, honestly, I can totally relate to that going through New York and a lot of the whole like central part of the trail was like super hot and I had some chafing problems as well. For sure. Maybe not quite that bad. I don't know if I ever saw any blood in that area, but oh man, I wish I actually no, that's fucking gross. I'm glad I didn't take pictures. But I should have taken people. Get yourself some body glide. It will save your fucking life. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Be careful, guys, hiking with like the liners in your running shorts and nothing else. Cause that kind of fucked me up for a while too. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you're sweating that much and you're trying to hike 20 miles in a day, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. You're going to fucking It's bound shave. to happen. Just, yeah. just keep that shit lubricated, man. It, it, it sounds gross, but you, you just got <laughs> chafing will ruin your fucking day. Trust me. Oh dude. So good. So good. All right, dude, let's kind of wrap this up here. Um, normally I like to ask my guests at the end, you know, what their plans are for the future as far as through hiking. Now, obviously you're going to do the PCT, so I'm not going to ask you that specifically, but what, is there anything else you want to say at all to the trail tales world, to a lot of your fans that might be listening to this as well? Anything at all? Get ready, man. I, I am, like I said, I am as stoked to be filming and hiking this trail as you guys are to watch it. I cannot wait to get a camera in front of my face and walk from Mexico to Canada. So I can promise you that it will be as unfiltered as I was on the AT. Hell yeah. Hopefully my content will be up to par as it was on the AT, if not better. So I'm as stoked, I'm as, stoked as you guys are, man. I can't wait to get hiking again and for you guys to watch and follow along. Because believe it or not, you guys push me, you know, up that trail a lot there's so many comments i got last year that i was having a shitty day and i would say i would read a comment that said man keep going ivy tat you're kicking ass and that shit would push me over the next mountain so i want to thank all you fuckers that follow me it it, it means a lot to me i don't say it nearly as enough but it it does uh, push me up that trail so awesome awesome and on the off chance that somebody listening to this doesn't know or isn't familiar with IBTAT, you can go look him up on YouTube, search just that, IBTAT. It's uh, like Saved by Mountains on Instagram, right? Yeah, Saved by Mountains. Uh, the Mountains is abbreviated MTNS. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on there. I, uh, I, I take a shit ton of pictures and I post all day long on the trail as long as I have service. So um, yeah, I'll be putting out most likely a daily vlog once I get on trail. They'll, they'll probably be delayed another week or two like last time just to give myself that little cushion, but um, I'll have a video every single day and uh, plenty of kick-ass pictures to come. So Awesome. Awesome. All right, IBTet, don't hang up quite yet, but to everybody listening, thank you so, so much. Um, enjoy. I always like to list like the places that people listen to or people have told me they listen to the podcast at the end of the episode. So enjoy your drive or your work or your lawn mowing, or your treadmill running, or your hike. Can't forget your hike. Or your, I already said, did I say, I think I said snow shoveling. I don't know. IBTAT, where are some places that you listen to podcasts? I am a hiking nerd. I listen to hiking podcasts everywhere I go. When I was on the AT, I was listening to hiking podcasts. So (laughs) wherever I'm at, man, (laughs) just to think about hiking 24 hours a day, it keeps me sane, especially here in town. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, man. And to everybody listening, thank you again. Have a good one. Much appreciated, brother.